Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Listening to Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. I'm back. Did you see my disappeared? Say that again. I ran off before the before the uh, the show. Why are you Why are you sweating? <laughs> I ran over to get my uh, shot glass to celebrate the Yankees win. That's the wrong answer. The right answer is I was watching I was watching cops. cops. I know what the right answer was. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. You got your little shot glass. I got my beer mug. If we put them together, we got a full Billy Club. <laughs> yeah. Would you get yours from? I got mine from Knob Shots. I got mine from my brother-in-law. No, Lumber Blend Co. There's a few companies that do it. Home of the original Bat Mug. Ooh, they're the original. Yeah, yep. Also, well, I just as we're doing uh, shameless plugs, one more shameless plug for Reese's Dipped Pretzels. They are just a party in your mouth, and everybody's coming. they're delicious they really are so reese's if you're out there crunchy salted pretzels dipped and drizzled for delight let's say if everyone's coming if everyone's coming it's probably an orgy right (laughs) well here's my shot glass is the yankees yankees clinched the alcs as we were just saying before off the air so celebrate a little shot here's the alcs down the hatch. Let's go, boys. Some might say, well, if Nick's a Yankee fan, how come he's not wearing any Yankees regalia? Well, <laughs> personally, I feel like I'm a little bit of a mush for the Yankees today. Why? Well, after Friday, I was wearing Yankee shit on Friday to work. Oh. Then they got their asses handed to them. On Friday, yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. And then... um. I came home. I was having a rough day. I said, all right, I'm going to go out to dinner with my girlfriend. We went out. I switched jerseys. I put a Rangers jersey on because I figured, what's the worst that could happen? The Rangers are the bee's knees in the cat's pajamas. And, uh, yeah, the Rangers played like straight up. Yeah. 
straight up pajamas on Friday. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just not watching. I'm not, and then I wore my Florida State jersey on Saturday, and they got their asses waxed. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe I just don't wear jerseys of the teams that I want to win on the days on which they are playing. <laughs> yeah, you should. So, I actually haven't worn, worn any, I haven't worn any Yankee stuff throughout this ALDS because I just haven't been able to. Uh, I finally wore my jersey today, and they won. So Nice. Anthony Rizzo jersey. Nobody is it? I feel like I feel like it's more like a Kyle Farnsworth jersey. No, I bought this purposely recently when uh, when he signed the uh, the new contract with the Yankees. Likely story. I wanted to buy last season, last year, when they, last year when they traded for him, but then I was like, ah, what if he doesn't stay? And then he signed the contract for like three years, and I was like, all right, I'm buying it now. Get myself a forty-eight Rizzo jersey. Yeah, it's a, don't lie, that's a freaking Kyle Farnsworth jersey. We no, all it's not like it. this. It has the uh, but we know who you got it for. We know who you got it for. Big Kyle Farnsworth fan right here. Uh, but Yankees win, they beat the Cleveland Guardians. Um, I don't know, like that that was a longer series than it needed to be, quite honestly. They should have won, they should have won games two and three, and they would have been done in a sweep, but they they went to tie on in a relief roll which was weird and then they uh and then game three obviously that should have been a wrap um and they they fucked that up and, the, and was it the error that error but was it the play the infield single the ikf which wasn't an error it was a hit yep technically but it should have been an error and then they just have those bloop hits missed you know misplayed by oswaldo cabrera it's just all those bloops and pesky little hits is fucking annoying well, and that's, that's what the guardians are that's part of baseball that's baseball susan um, it is, but but at the same token, you you, I'm a firm believer that you always put your best foot forward in all sports, and your best foot forward is by putting your best players on the field to put yourself in the best position to win the game. Right, as Herm Edwards said, you play to win the game. You don't play to manage the game. You play to win the game. Mm-hmm. And there are often times where Aaron Boone puts lineups together or makes changes, and they are not to win the game. Perfect example is Saturday when two of your players came out and said, I don't know what the fuck that guy's doing. <laughs> yeah. Why would he not play Clay Holmes that day? Yeah, that was wild. That was really something I did not expect to hear or, you know, for them to say. Uh, I mean, it's just it, it was crazy to me. First of all, he wasn't in the game. Especially when you hear the excuse from Boone, he's like, I don't want my closer to go, or I don't want Clay Holmes to pitch back to back days. It's the postseason. What are you saving him for? This is do or die. He, listen, but, but but why is anybody surprised when he's been punting games all season? That's his MO. Yeah. It's like, oh, you have a chance to sweep the leg? <laughs> why would I do that? That's crazy. Got a yeah. sportsmanship, man. I can't sweep these guys. Yeah, that was baffling. Another thing too, it really annoyed me with roster wise was that they they didn't put Oswaldo Peraza as Oswaldo Peraza on the roster as a as a backup shortstop, and then basically they bench IKF after that that bad game after game three, and then even today you'd even see IKF to like the eighth inning. So like there was an opportunity where you had Hicks got hurt, Cabrera's already in the game. You might as well move Cabrera to left field. And then just put IKF in, but instead they put in Marvin Gonzalez. See, I wouldn't have even done that. I wouldn't have even done that. I would have left Cabrera at sec shortstop. He's a better fielder than IKF, and I would have had Tim LaCastro out there in left field. No, but or that's not what. Up. 
that's what I'm saying. I'm saying the point is that you completely gave up an IKF midway through the series and you kept off the other shortstop as well as Peraza. So it was just it was just baffling to me that, that that was a roster move that they made. Granted, it all worked out. As uh, you know, as Waldo Cabrera is a, a decent shortstop as well. So and he's I think he's better than I kept. I kept has a really weird throwing motion, which I didn't realize that he has like from short. Let's say he's just trying so hard to throw from short to first base, right? It, like he like has like a, a short arm, right? He like kind of like he's like shot putting the ball. Oh, uh, he looks like a catcher. Oh yeah, because he used to be a catcher. So he, he looks like he's throwing from here. Yeah, yeah. As it opposed, looks like he's to shot putting He's like catching his arm all the way out. Yeah, he is like here, and it looks like he's throwing it like yeah. So usually yeah. a fielder throws. They and they used to say the same thing about. Uh, I think Chris Hammond used to pitch like that. Yeah, and, oh uh, yeah, yeah, he did. And uh, who else was it? Uh, I want to say not Billy Wagner. Somebody else used to pitch from here, as opposed to stretching out their the full length of their arm and. It looks very strange. Again, it's like a catcher's motion because catchers don't rear all the way back. They shoot from their ear. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they won today. Uh, I'm really, I'm really, really impressed with Garrett Cole, uh, how he pitched during this season or series, rather. I mean, he pitched very impressively throughout the season. Uh, there will be fans that sit there and go, oh, that's not how an ace does it. Well, guess what? Yeah. This ace is the only ace in New York. A lot of Mets fans talking a lot of shit this year about who the best pitcher in New York City is. It's Garrett Cole right now because Garrett Cole came in when games mattered and shut it the fuck down. What did he give up? Four runs over two games or like like uh, seventeen innings or something like that. Three runs over seventeen innings. Yeah, he like had that. a really he had a really good first two games. I mean, the, the Yankees weren't even the serious. If it wasn't for Garrett Cole, you know, he won. He was ready to pitch one game four. He was ready to pitch. He was warming up. He was ready to come in just in case Wandley Peralta got into a mental in trouble. But Wandley Peralta is one of my favorite relievers right now for the Yankees. He is one of those guys that's like, I don't care what situation it is. It, it, tight, tight leverage, high leverage, no leverage whatsoever. I'm going to come in there. I'm, just, I'm coming in and throw baseballs and throwing strikes. He doesn't give a shit Absolutely. what it is. Absolutely. I think he should be the closer. I think his mentality is so much – is not as, uh, you know, as weak as maybe other guys are. Like Clay Holmes, he loses his shit or he's – He's a little um he doesn't he walk people. What's, what's that? He doesn't walk people. No, he doesn't. He throws the ball in there. That's it. I mean, fifty percent of the problem is like control. Like mm-hmm. don't walk people. Like, listen, you can have a bad control situation and give up a home run when you're up by three runs. When you walk the two guys in front of that guy and go over three run home, well, you just lost the game. Like momentum yeah. just swung and you're probably gonna lose now. And he doesn't walk people. That's great. That's great. Yeah. And you know it was huge today? Nestor Cortez, man. He came out there and he pitched like he was the ace. But five five really good innings. I think the one inning he got in trouble was with the uh Hicks and Cabrera. They, they your communication. Just to point out, I, you know, I, I don't I get on Aaron Hicks a lot. I, I'm not a fan of his whatsoever. That's not his fault. He's he's the outfielder. If you're yeah, an infielder and you, if you're if you if you play baseball at any level and you didn't know this, if you're an infielder and an outfielder says, I got it or it's mine. Get the hell out of his way. Yep. Just like if you're an outfielder and the center fielder says, I got it, got and it. you're not the center fielder, get the hell out of his way. Just like if you're the infielder and you hear the shortstop say, I got it, get the hell oh, out man. of his way. That's not Oswaldo Cabrera's ball. Not any not time true. in life is that ever his ball. That ball could have been hit to second base, okay? And if the center fielder, Bay, uh, uh, Harrison Bader, comes out of center field and goes, I got it, Get the hell out of his way. Yep, I agree with you. And he and I think the, the thing is they both were calling for it, but I I agree. I think some people were giving Hicks 
Hicks a hard time for that play. But oh. if you know baseball, you're not you're not mad at Hicks. That, that Cabrera should get out of the way. And you saw Donaldson. Donaldson was going towards two. He heard someone say, "I got it," and he knows. He got out of the way. I'm getting the fuck out of here because I'm. It's yeah. not my ball. I'm Absolutely. only out. Here, I'm only out here if you're. If you're, you're coming out that far because if there's no one else around here, at least I can make a play on it. But if you're an outfielder, you're once you hear the outfielder say, "I got it," you back off. That's it. I'm, I, I, I play infield, you know, throughout my life. I know you're you were an outfielder and you're a pitcher too, so we have the different experience. But I would know if I hear my outfielder saying something to me, I'm getting out of the way, and you got it's that that's on you. You have the better angle, better angle, you have a better angle, better view. What am when I doing? I, I played center field for the majority of my adult life, but when I pitched, if a ball ever got hit anywhere that wasn't directly at me, I'm getting out of the way. <laughs> and all these people used to go sit there and go, why don't you ever try to catch a pop-up? And I used to tell them, I said, because I have to climb off a mound? Yeah, you have to come down the hill in order to get to one. I'm like, yeah, no, nah, you guys got it. You got gloves, right? You all right. Don't worry about it. But uh, other big key moments here, obviously, is that big three-run home run by Stanton. And that was that's awesome. I think they said something that he was he has 10 home runs in like 15 games over 11, 11 and 23. Oh, I'm 11. I'm sorry. 11 and 23. Is that what it is? So he tied uh Posada, who at that point had like 250. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Some ridiculous number. No, I mean, he probably had 50 something games played in the postseason and he had 11. But I yeah. want to say it was more than that, actually. It, it probably well, wasn't. Well, that. no, you know what they did, though? They did one of those baseball stats, Nick. Yeah. You know, those. Bob Costas pulled up a stat. It said he hit 10 home runs in like 15 playoff game, which is the most, whatever it was, whatever the number. A right-handed batter who plays in a uniform that wears pinstripes. It wasn't right-handed batter. It was only because I think they wanted to get Babe Ruth's name in there because Babe Ruth hit 11 out of like the same amount of span of time as Uh John Carlo. And they're like, he's one away from Babe Ruth. You know how fucking Bob Costas is. Bob Costas said the Yankees didn't win the World Series in 2009 today. That was wild. That was really wild. I was oh, like, God, this guy is not – he's a baseball story, and he talks about how much he knows all about, like, 1950s baseball and all these random bullshit. I can't remember. About. I, I couldn't I'm remember sorry, 2009. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal credit from somebody. I, I, I can't remember who said it. Maybe it was it was the dude from uh, from Barzil, uh Hubs. I'm not sure which one we were quoting. I think it was Hub. I think it was Eric Hubbard said – uh said something along the lines of like with last night's uh with last night's rain delay they're like oh great now we can hear about bob costas talk about the origin of rain <laughs> <laughs> well there was one tweet that we tweeted out uh we, i retweeted it because it was hilarious <laughs> and it was something about like oh um like you know right now they're in a rain delay and this the rain is similar to when uh noah and the ark washed out <laughs> you know whatever and he's like and what are these two teams that are gonna get washed out uh, tomorrow or tonight, you know, when game five gets played because elimination, whatever. And they're like, and it's just Ron Darlin. It's like Savali is playing, pitching pretty well. <laughs> like, it's like it, it was like so perfect in like one tweet of what we've been listening to is basically Bob Costas tell you a really long story about something that happened a really long time ago that no one cares about. And then Ron Darlin being like, can I like analyze the game a little bit here and just say like one tiny sentence? And then Bob Costas starts talking again. I'll tell you this right now. It was so evident that Ron Darling was rooting against the Yankees. It was pathetically sad. Yeah, I think they both were. They both were pretty much against. If somebody said that that Bob Costas was a Yankee fan, I'm going to call bullshit simply because he didn't know the Yankees won the World Series in 2009. And then he corrected himself when he came back from commercials. I think everybody tweeted it. Like every, I, I tweeted it out. I think everyone, I just everyone I saw was like, 
Did Bob? I was going to, but I saw that everybody else did. Everyone else was doing it, and then I think he when it came back a minute, he was like, "No, I was there in Philadelphia when they won. I know they won 2009." But like, you didn't just say it though. Like you said, something won was 2000. You said it was like an eternity ago that they won in 2000. The last time they went to the series was 09. The last time they won the series was 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 the Joe Torre three peat. I mean, if you mess, it's not messing up. No, who's the winner of the? 1955 Cy Young, you know, no, probably most people why wouldn't even give a shit to correct you. The 2009 World Series, the Yankees are actually playing, and you said they didn't win it. That's a tough look, Bob. Tough and look. Al- and allegedly, you're a Yankee fan. Yeah, le- yeah, allegedly. Uh, allegedly, that's the only time on this show I will say allegedly. <laughs> you know what I want to talk about though? We- straight accusations out there. So we're talking about Stanton, big home run. Judge gets another home run this series, and obviously, Judge. Struggled throughout the series, but it was always it happened that moment. There's always that moment where like announcers say something about how you know they were saying that Guardians have done so well pitching against Judge, and you know in the last I think they said Judge had played like ten or fifteen or twelve ten, 10 or twelve games against the Guardians in the playoffs, and they've been able to limit him. The next pitch after they said that was a home run by Judge. Like yeah. it was just like perfect timing. Like what a jinx to say right there at that point, and it worked in our favor because it was a. Jinx against the Guardians, but uh, Judge puts, puts him on the board, gives him a 4 nothing lead, or, yeah, 4 nothing lead at that point. They got a little bit of trouble with uh, Nestor with that mistake by Hicks and Cabrera. Well, not Hicks, but mistake by Cabrera. And then it's 4-1, and then we get uh, we tack on one more run with a Rizzo uh, RBI single, which Rizzo has been key with just those uh, making contacts type of guy, making those big hits, getting those RBIs in. Uh, I think that he, uh, game four, he got the, uh, the first RBI of the game, too, the same thing. Glaber, Glaber stole a base, and then Rizzo put him uh, put him across. So, yep. Do you I, like uh, Glaber in the leadoff spot? I think it's a pretty. I, good I don't mind it. Um, the th- uh, if we're talking about things I don't like, things I didn't like in this series, pimping home runs. Uh, you don't it's like fun. it, but I like it. It's fun. Listen, it's fun it's, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why it's fucking stupid and it's bad for the game. Because Josh Donaldson pimped a home run on Friday and got thrown out at first base like an asshole. It's like the fifth time he's done it this season. Okay, and then the <laughs> following night, the rookie does the same shit. Now the rookie's home run was a home run, but yeah. at what point do you sit there and go, maybe I shouldn't do that because the old man got thrown out yesterday? <laughs> the old yesterday, man. and it, by the way, I just want to point out it cost us the fucking game. Which one? On Friday. No, he did it in game one. They won that game. It was a day game he did it. No, he didn't. He did it in game one, and then that's when IKF hit the single that went between Gonzalez's legs, and then they right. ended up scoring eventually because they got a sack five from Trevino, and they, they were up 2-1, and then the Yankees eventually took a lead 4-1. That, that, that was on game one? That was game, that was game one. That was last week, Tuesday. Yeah. I thought that was Friday. No, but either we way. Talked we talked about it in the I podcast. And I just, game one. Two things, right? One, nobody ever got made fun of because they hustled too fast around the bases on a home run. People do end up on blooper reels for the rest of their lives because they get thrown out at first base like an asshole. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. And, and, and number two, the guy that hits 62 home runs is between first and second base when he hits a pop-up to the center fielder. Yeah. So all these little pissant losers that can't hit fucking 10 home runs should be running their asses off every single time they touch the ball. Because what did we see on Saturday and Sunday? Lack of fucking hustle from Hicks, lack of hustle from Torres. And what happens? Nothing. So at what, do you have to lose the World Series because these guys don't fucking run because their manager has no balls to tell them how they're expected to play? 
Is that what is required? Because I want to give you another example of dickheads doing dickheaded things. Naylor with his stupid, that's my son rocking the baby. You lost the fucking game, asshole. You lost. You're celebrating in the third fucking inning about a single shot home run when you're down and you lost a fucking game. Because today, when Stanton hit that home run and fucking slammed his bat, I was like, we're going to lose this fucking game. (laughs) I'm glad he got to celebrate in the first inning. Like, baseball ain't fucking football. You can't take a knee and just run the fucking clock out. No, you can't. That's why so, like, celebrating baseball. before that last pitch is thrown is the stupidest shit in the world. I agree with you. Like, 100%. even today, talk like they should not have had a celebration today. They should right. not. They have a game tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. If I was the owner, I'd have been like, take the champagne and put it in the fucking fridge. They can come back and get it when they win the World Series. It's me cheersing to the crowd. Thank you for listening. Cheers, go Yankees. I'll tell you that right now. If it was me, they would not they would they'd celebrate division and they'd celebrate the World Series. Because guess what? I'm not fucking celebrating second place. No, I agree with you there. I mean, I thought I honestly thought they were like really gonna like because the on field celebration was pretty quick. They just kind of gave each other high fives. They all went. Oh no, the they back. went in the back and they were tossing back champagne. Tyone was one of them. He's pitching tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh. what are these guys gonna do? Are they really gonna sit here and just start pounding champagne? And Bud and Budweiser, like they weren't even drinking a good fucking beer. Well, they always they drink Budweiser because they think it's a sponsor. I'm I don't give a shit, bro. I drink water before I drink Budweiser. It's the same shit anyway. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, it's stupid. I think they obviously probably they probably calmed it down a little bit after a while. Like yeah, they probably got a little nuts, and then we're like, all right, let's wrap this up. They got a lot of Houston now. I know. Again, if it was me and I ran the show, they wouldn't have had a celebration. You should have won the fucking game two days ago, three days ago. Sure, they should have won. They should have. We should have swept these bums, and we should have been done before Houston. Yeah. Now and they didn't do that. To, so why back, are we celebrating? No, no, no. But go back to Josh Naylor doing the uh, rocking the baby. Did you like that, Glaber Torres, when they won, rock the baby? I I liked it. I don't really care for that kind of stuff. But if you're going to be an asshole, I'll be an asshole right back to you. What I liked even more was Garrett Cole at being asked that question of what did you think of it and him going yeah whatever it's cute yeah and he didn't smile when he said it he didn't laugh when he said it, it if i could read his thoughts he was probably thinking he's lucky i didn't put a fastball in his fucking ear hole yeah he's lucky he's the playoffs where we can't do that shit yeah we don't want to waste we don't waste opportunity the, truth of the matter is if it was me and i was Garrett Cole i'm undisciplined i'd have punched that motherfucker right in the face before he ever made it home I would have got thrown out of the game, and then we would have lost the game, and everybody in New York would have hated me, but I would have been so fucking satisfied knowing that guy was missing three or four teeth. <laughs> well, fucking fat fuck. How are you 25 years old and a professional athlete and that fucking fat? You Drake fucking fat fuck. Go back say, to Canada. Go I back to Canada. <laughs> I'll say this, though. Um, he might have rocked the baby, but the Yankees put the baby to sleep. All right? Yeah, he, he, he's a and fucking boy. You get the last laugh. You win the you win the series, you move on to the ALCS, and now he's just like a fucking moron because he's got that picture of him like this, and everyone uh they posted I think they photoshopped the L in there, they inserted the L of him rocking it because Cleveland, you're going home, you're not going to the ALCS, sadly. <laughs> and no matter the way, all you just, excuses, the way you just said that it reminded me of uh if you ever watched the office when Michael's watching the Devil Wears Prada, you're not going to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but here's the thing. I mean, listen, listen, you're going home. All the excuses in the world, everyone on Twitter, all you Guardians fans who thought 
the Yankees were in charge of picking the postponement. I mean, that was wild. They're all freaking out saying the Guardians are ready to play. Yankees don't want to play. No, MLB makes the decision. It's not a Yankee thing. Just because it's the Yankee Stadium doesn't mean the Yankees are like, oh, we're going to push the same game off tomorrow. First of all, it would have benefited the Yankees to play last night than it did today. I mean, I think, I think the time we thought it was because we thought Shane Bieber was going to pitch today. Obviously, they went to Savali, and it obviously benefited the Yankees to have Nestor pitch today uh, rather than uh, starting with Tyon yesterday. But stop blaming the Yankees. It was the Yankees' problems. MLB did it. And all the excuses you guys have, the no hotel uh, last night because the game was canceled, the rain, the Yankees postponing the game to make it worse for you. Bullshit. They're all excuses. You lost the series. You thought you had the upper hand. You guys choked it away. Yankees win. They move on to the ALCS. And you guys are not going to Paris. Peace. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I, I didn't like a lot of the moves that, like, I, again, I just, Moon is an undisciplined manager. He'd rather be these guys' friends instead of their manager. I think that'll be the downfall of this team at some point. I agree. I agree. I think he gets out of this year. Whether it's this year or next year or something like that is yet to be seen. But at some point, you can't let the the inmates run the asylum. You have to be the boss and sit there and say, this is what I expect. And I'll give you a perfect example. You know when that took place? When Chapman didn't show up. Mm-hmm. Name me another team where a player doesn't show up. Just doesn't yeah. show up. Go to fucking playoffs. Practice before the playoffs. Just doesn't show up. Fuck it. I don't know if I'm making the team. I'm not showing up. Like, I've never heard of such a thing. But that's because he's too busy being friends. At least it took him off the roster. At least they weren't like, oh, he didn't show up, but we'll let him complain. He, he, as far as he's concerned, he wasn't making it anyway. So why does he give a fuck? He's still getting paid. <laughs> That's true. I would have suspended and fined his ass. Yeah. I think he got fined like 50 grand. Oh, wow. That's a real fucking struggle for him. I'm pretty sure he makes that per inning. Yeah. Probably a little bit more than that, actually. He probably makes that per out. Yeah, seriously. But, I mean, that's it. ALDS is done. Hicks is done for the postseason instead. I saw not that. that he's, not that he's uh, a major cog in this machine, but I mean, he's always extra. Always have always good to have an extra outfielder. Now you got to put up. You know, Marvin Gonzalez is going to be there again. You're going to see Matt Carpenter. Well, we don't know Andy that. Peraza. We don't know that because they could bring back Oswald Peraza for the, the ALCS, and you put. Cabrera. Oh, actually, no. Oh, you know what? They said Ben Attendee might be ready. There, there, that is. I'll take Benny. Why not? Ben At the worst, ready. he's a Gold Glove outfielder. Yeah. And that's really what you need. You want defense right now. I mean, Yankees can put up put up runs um, either way. But let's go to our segment we did last time. We're going to do this again. MVP of game five. Nick, who are you taking? MVP of game five? Stanton. He hit the home run. You going Stanton? I'm going Nestor. I'm going Nasty Nestor. He bared down, man. He, he got into that mess in that one inning because of uh, Cabrera messing up the play with Hicks. And bore down. Took it uh, – Took this game head on. He was he was doing the little. He got the rock. Looking at what bore down. Is it bore yeah, down? I'm pretty sure it's bared down. Bared down is a bore down. Bared, bared down, bared down, bore down. You know what? Fuck it. Nestor took it over. He got into the game. He was rolling. He had the rock going, rocking back and forth, kicking the leg around, get uh, amping up the crowd a little bit more. Got a couple key strikeouts. A couple one two three innings. Got out of that big inning. And granted, he went five innings on short rest. I was hoping he would come out for the six. I think he only threw like 61 pitches at that point. But I'm going to go Nestor, Nestor Cortez. Nasty Nestor, the guy who's been bounced all over. He was a Yankee while, for a little while. And he went to Baltimore. He went to – they go to Texas. They went to Texas for a little bit too. And then finally found his way back to the Yankees. And he's 
number two. He's number two pitcher in the Yankees, which is pretty incredible. So wasn't good that for him. Be, wasn't that supposed to be Frankie Montas? It should have been, but what happened there. He got hurt, and he was who not could have possibly away. foreseen him ending up like Sonny Gray. Yeah, well, who could have seen that? And uh, pitcher from Oakland not performing in uh, <laughs> not performing in New York. Um, playing in stadiums where people actually show up to the game. All right, now we go back to the LVP of Game Five. Who you got? Of Game Five, least valuable. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Cabrera. Yeah, he made an error. I'm gonna go Cabrera because he caused that that misplay in the outfield, which caused Nestor to get to have to put forth more effort. Yeah, and it, it brings back that that little nugget of doubt. In the as a fan, where you're sitting there going, "Fuck, here we go now." Yeah, off of some stupid bullshit, we're gonna lose again. Yeah, I'm gonna go Boone <laughs> just because I don't like Boone. I don't know sometimes he makes moves just head scratches. I I think Nestor at that point, you're what do you want to do? Is he got through five innings, right? You want to limit the damage, right? You saw that the the Guardians, how the Guardians did it. They let their relievers go until they were until they couldn't go anymore, until they got into some sort of trouble. Nestor should have went. At least to six, come out, limit the bullpen. Luizga comes in immediately. Get they got out of this inning, but Luizga comes in immediately, gives them two hits right off the bat, hard hit balls. And then I think Josh Naylor hits a ball really hard too. That would have been that would have been trouble because that would have been two runs. Oh, by the way, did you happen to catch what ha- what what Cabrera did after he caught that ball? Well, um, no. What did he do? He looked at at Naylor and said, "You're my son now." Did he really? Yeah. I didn't notice he said that. Yeah. Wow. If you pull that up, pull it up. Well, I want to play it. Um, I, will, I will do that. I will go boom because then he also had to play like, I get, I think he put himself kind of in a bind because he had to put an IKF in because they put in Matt Carpenter at a bat. I get, I, I like that move because Matt Carpenter obviously could hit. And I think at that point he wants to put this game out of reach. It was five to one. If you get this game to six to one, seven to one, you might as well, you're going to try to do whatever you can and increase, increase that lead. I don't hate that move. But that move put you into a bind because now you got to put IKF at short, no matter what. Um, I mean, could they have put uh, maybe? I guess yeah, you had to put him in because I think Cabrera came out. Or no, was it? They took they took Gonzalez out at that point. Yeah. I mean, you could have put Tim LaCastro in the in the outfield as opposed to IKF. You I would have. You already showed you a, a you lost a confidence in IKF, and you still put him in anyway. So. I mean, I'm just going to go Boone just because I need to pick an LVP anyway. I think Yankees were actually pretty good today. Uh, no one really uh, sucked it up too much. I think, uh, everyone yeah, I, I got to give it to Cabrera. I mean, not only did you mess up that play, you taxed your you taxed your pitcher, who was yeah. pitching on short rest. And then on top of that, you injured one of your fellow players for the rest <laughs> yeah, of the playoffs. <laughs> like, that's a trifecta right there. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> and, he was, and he was 0 for the game too, right? He didn't get any hits or anything, so. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. LVP pie is Cabrera more than Boone. I'm just going Boone because I don't like him. <laughs> That's fair. I, I I don't have any problem with that whatsoever. <laughs> and as I sit here trying to uh to friggin' find this clip of of Glaber looking at not Glaber, excuse me, Cabrera looking at Naylor saying, "You are my son." I can't help but see eight thousand people rocking babies. One of whom is uh is um. One of the is is the wives and girlfriends, and one's holding a baby in her arms as she does it. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> it's I mean, pretty that, freaking funny. Such a bad move. Like, out of all things to do, you were down three to one. You hit the home run. You're still down three to two. Like he didn't tie the game. 
He didn't give them a lead. He gave them, he gave them one run closer. Nothing. Again, the only but, was he pissed off Garrett Cole and the Yankees. But Rook, that's what these guys do. Congratulations. That, that's what that, that's what people want now. They want people to be disrespectful. And you know what's funny is that Glaber said that he felt that it was disrespectful. He did but say people that, want that. Time, people yeah. want to see players disrespect one another. They want to see players freaking act like assholes to one another. Instead of winning with class and dignity, they want people to pull out their dicks and wave them at each other and be like, fuck you, I beat you, you loser. That's what they want. I don't know why people want that. They somehow they find it to be more entertaining when players disgrace one another. But me personally, I've always felt like, dude, without your opponent, you you can't play. There's no game. You're practicing at that point. You know, you watch sports where people actually throw their hands on one another, like boxing and, and MMA. And more often than not, they're helping each other up, hugging each other, like, hey, good, good game, you know, whatever. But you know. For some reason, baseball, the least contact sport of all, we, we're encouraging them to be like, yeah, suck my dick. Like, really? Is it, is it really I'm not all saying, that? I'm not, saying, I'm not saying tell a guy to suck your dick after your home run. But what that's I'm what you're doing. Is, when you pimp you a home run, you might as well pull your dick out and wave it at the pitcher. I like, it's the I like equivalent it. of sacking a quarterback and standing on top of him like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> it's the same it's thing. I'm a fan, I'm a fan of pimping a home run. If you look at it a little longer, you're going to flip. give a little bat flip. I like that. I don't want any disrespectful stuff where you're telling the guy you're my fucking son. It's the same shit. Boy. That's the that is the the next step. You have to put draw a line somewhere. Okay. I just and did. Was, I drew a line. I said if you do a nice bat flip, you watch it a little too long. That's not disrespectful. No, because the next the, picture, the next line when you start looking at the picture and telling him you're my fucking son and you're my fucking little boy and you're going like this to him like he's little you, know, you make a little short thing like he's a little son or whatever and you're rocking him. Fuck you. That's getting disrespectful. Uh, again, home run, flip flip, looking up too long. That's fine. I, I think if you're going to start pointing at the picture and start saying to him, that's when it gets disrespectful. I'm not saying he will got to say, suck my dick. <laughs> look, it, look, all of this shit started when Jose Bautista hit that home run, stared at the pitcher, and then threw his bat like, fuck you. When that was ridiculous. I like a, I like a decent. No, everybody match. loved it, though. They encouraged it. <laughs> so you, you say, "Oh, it was great." He flipped his bat. Everybody in the entire country of Canada loved it. If I was the pitcher that day, he wouldn't have made it to first base. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. If Brian McCann was catching, he would have already been dead. Brian McCann. Yeah, never I mean, I'm letting game. you know right now. If Jose Bautista would have fucking done that bullshit to me, he wouldn't have made it to first base, and you wouldn't even be talking about Rugnet Odor. <laughs> he wouldn't have had to do that a year later I would have done it right there He just wouldn't have made it to first base at all I would have fucking broken his face Before he got there <laughs> And if I was Garrett Cole I would have knocked the shit out of, of Josh Naylor Like we would have lost the game And I would have got thrown out of the game But that motherfucker would have been missing three teeth For the rest of his life <laughs> I mean it's, it's just no? my feeling Like you want to disrespect me there's things different playing sports and as, as a human being. And I don't think anybody should be disrespected as a person playing a fucking game. Show courtesy to the person that you're playing with because, again, without them, you're playing by yourself. Yeah. You uh, know, well, you so no? I'm trying to find it, man. I saw it a little earlier today, man. I, Eight million people out that are posting stuff about everything right now. Fucking from the Jets to wrestling. To fucking the Yankees. I've seen 8,000 videos of people fucking rocking babies at this point. 
<laughs> I, I've never seen so many people rocking a baby in my life that I can't find this. I should have commented on it. Shame on me. You should have liked it. I can't believe it, I though. didn't. Yeah, you should have liked it. All right, well, let's move it. Let's move it on. We're moving ahead. Maybe I did like it. Hold on. <laughs> I, I forgot to look at my likes. Uh, did I like it? Did I like Ooh, it? I had to fool Josh. Uh, not Josh. Kyle Schwarber's got fooled in that pitch. Um, all right. So as the Yankees win the ALDS, we are excited. We're amped up, but we have to face reality tomorrow because a new series starts. And Yankees are going to face their old nemesis, the Houston Astros and the ALCS. This the time to slay the dragon because this has been the Yankees' thorn in their side. It's been 2017, uh, 2019. It's it's it sucks. There's been games. They won the game seven in, in 2017, lost that one. 2019, they get that game six. They had DJ LeMay, who hits that game tying home run late in the top of the ninth, that game. And then Jose Altuve, Rallis Chapman gives up the whole, uh, home run to Al- Jose Altuve. That he lets him go to the World Series. The Yankees go home once again against the Astros and the ALCS. So once again, we're here in the, what, five years, five-year span, six-year span, uh, and we're back to face the Astros. So, oh, here I we go. I found it. So here's a video of, of Josh Naylor hitting a line drive up the middle at Oswald Cabrera, Oswaldo Cabrera, excuse me. Lines it back. Oswaldo catches it and looks in and says, you are my son now. <laughs> Let's watch this one more time. <laughs> Is that what he said, though? I don't know. It looks yeah, like you're, he's you're, you're, you're my son now. I thought, he was, I thought he was like pumping up the wise ago when, he, when I first saw that. I didn't realize he said you're my son now. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's not, and that's why Naylor's that's laughing. Laugh. That's, yeah, this is from somebody, right, on Twitter. That's I was like, what's yeah, that? Yeah, that's, that's, that's somebody else laughing. But you look at Naylor. He's smiling. he's smiling as he walks away because Cabrera right, gave him a hard time. He's like, yeah, I'm uh, I'm a dickhead for doing that because it just made everyone pissed off and – Oh, look at this. Francisco Lindor is in this commercial. Good for him. At least he's still finding the work after losing the in the wild card round. <laughs> That's unnecessary. We're sorry about that, Chris. Um, <laughs> Don't cry. Listen, I made Chris cry that one time, and I kind of feel bad about it to this day. <laughs> he still says that he ever cried to this day. Dude, we were there was like six of us at dinner at breakfast that day. He, he got mis- he didn't, a tear didn't fall, but he got misty eyed, and he excused himself from the table. <laughs> He walked away. He is so mad. He 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 paid his bill and left. He's like, here's sixty dollars. I don't know if this is enough or not, but just take it. I'm leaving. And he walked out. But anyway, we're talking about the ALCS. Yankees face the Astros once again. I mean, I think it's it's got to be this the year of the other underdog, right? You got the Phils and the and the Padres playing. They had to beat 101 teams to get to the ALCS. Why can't the Yankees beat a 100 win team out of nowhere and make it to the World Series? I'm sorry, but the 100 win team thing. I mean, the the Dodgers played against the West a lot, and and well, for the majority, here. one of listen, the West teams are here though. Listen, the, you know what though? When you water down the fucking the playoffs and everybody makes the playoffs, like you can get hot for fucking four games and that's it. That doesn't make you a better team. It really doesn't. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care. The only reason we have thirty teams making the fucking postseason now is so that the owners of bum ass teams that could never make the World Series because they never invested in their franchise. All right. So that they can make an extra fucking twenty bucks. Yeah, there you go. Actually, not the real number. The real number is twenty million or whatever it is. But that's what it comes down to. That's the only reason we have expanded playoffs is because, truthfully, 
the season being 162 games was because only the best teams made it to the fucking playoff. Like that was it. So the whole season was the playoffs. And the wild card didn't come into place to what, 95, right? We, we didn't even have three divisions until 95. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Three divisions. We had two card. fucking divisions. And before that, it was only you you won your league, and that was it because you played against everybody in your league. Yeah, you played everybody. And people are like, oh, there was only that many divisions? That's ridiculous. No, there was fucking 10 teams in each league. You just played everybody all the time. It's just about money, though. You know that. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's it's like, it's, and then they say, oh, well, you had the benefit of having not played anybody in the first round. So you mean I had the benefit of sitting around for five days, not doing anything? That could be a benefit. benefit. That could be a benefit or that could be your downfall. It was a downfall. Look at the Braves. Look at the Dodgers. They were all cold. Even the Astros didn't look good. The Astros didn't look good. The Astros actually the only team that had a sweep, a sweep the team in the ALDS in four games. Because they had to play that extra game pretty much in game three. They should have lost the first game. They should have lost the first game. They got lucky. Not lucky, but Robbie Ray should not have been in that game. That was a bad manager. They got lucky that the manager of the fucking Mariners is an idiot and put in Robbie Ray to pitch in any baseball game. Robbie Ray is a fraud fucking Cy Young winner. Robbie Ray was, I think he said, like against Jordan Alvarez. Like Jordan Alvarez is three for six against him with like two home runs already. Why the fuck is he in that game at that point? Like, that's not the guy you want to pitch. I guess it's lefty-lefty matchup, but that's not what. That's not the guy you Listen, want to Listen, that whole righty-righty, lefty-lefty bullshit is nonsense. Because I'm right-handed, and if you pitched me against a righty batter, he'd take me yard. Yeah. No matter. Like, if, I, if you're a righty, you pitch you the judge of Stanton. And it's a, you know it pisses me off, too, about that, because, like, righties are more prevalent than lefties, right? There's usually a right, right. More, more righty Ready batters and ready pitchers are always going against each other. No, you're not going to bench judge because a righty pitcher's in. But if a lefty pitcher's in, you're going to bench your lefty. Well, that's like, well, hold on, that's like relievers before they made the three the three hitter rule. Yeah, they if you were. Right. If you're a starter and you're left handed, you can pitch to everybody. But if you're a left handed reliever, you can only pitch, pitch left-handed. to lefties. Only. That's it. Unless you're the closer, and then you can pitch to whomever. Yeah, yeah. If you're a lefty closer, you can pitch to whoever. Doesn't matter. Like, there's a lefty specialist. There's no such thing as a righty specialist. Makes no, no sense. They just somebody writing. just made a, somebody got hired to do a job by creating that idea, and they just ran with it. That was that was just what they did, <laughs> but essentially. So, Yankees face the Nationals ALCS. I think who's the pitch tomorrow? They said Tyon's going to start. Tyon's going to start. Verlander, right? I hope so because Verlander got his ass fucking lit up last time he went out there. He did, but he does own the Yankees, so it does make me a little worried about that. In game we'll find now. out. We'll find out. Let's we see if they have it listed. They might have probables listed. Let's see. Looking it up now. Yep. Justin Verlander versus Jam- Jameson Tyone. Tyone. Frenchman versus Verlander and his stupid brother. Right? Ben I, I brother, right? By the way, uh, shout out to uh, – I can't – who did it? Who did it? Uh, Jeff, Jeff Passon. Jeff Passon. I'm in the French. fucking greatest burn Passon. in the history of burns on Ben Verlander because Ben Verlander has been sucking off Shohei Otani for the last fucking six months. <laughs> Every chance he gets. I don't remember exactly what Ben Verlander said to Jeff Passan, but Jeff Passan basically said something about, well, you're always on your knees when you're talking about Shohei. Yeah. He did. It was the greatest thing ever. And then he took it down and apologized. And I was like, no, you were the Why chosen you- one. So stupid. He's like, oh, I offended people. I'm like, I don't fucking care. Anybody that was offended was guilty. Jeff Passon's a hero. A hero! (laughs) 
With God right. amongst mortals. Justin Verlander versus the Yankees has a record of nine and seven with an ERA of 3.44 and 138 strikeouts in his 23 uh, appearances against the Yankees in his career. I wonder how many wins they have. Does, didn't you just say nine and seven? Oh, I did say nine and seven. <laughs> the shots are getting to me. <laughs> I want to see how many games did he start, though. It was 23 games in his career. But these I don't know if these are postseason numbers, though. That's the only thing. I don't um, think it makes a difference. They're not cheating this year. We'll find out. Hopefully, they're not cheating this year. I have a feeling they're going to have me listening to the fuck. They're going to have earwigs listening to the fucking pitchcom go off. <laughs> I still can't get over the fact in 2019, Al- Altuve literally is holding his chest saying, don't, don't pull my shirt off. And, like, he's clearly saying other things. It's like. Why did anyone think they were cheating at that point? The whole scandal didn't come out until after 2019, right before. No, well, the crazy part was the, the game against the Cubs, where the Cubs pitcher is like, they're stealing my signs, and I can hear it. And nobody did anything. Yeah. He, he, he stopped the game. He was like, wait, I keep hearing them banging shit when I'm making, yeah. when I'm throwing curveballs. Yeah. What is going on right now? I don't remember which Cubs pitcher it was, but that dude was on point. He was like, wait a second. Hold on. Wait. In slow motion now, I'll change the pitch real slow. Let's see what happens. Uh, you heard it, right? I heard it. You heard it? I heard it. And he goes, we got to change the signs now. We got to change the signs. Yeah. And then there was another thing, too, in, in 2019. That, um, well, A.J. Hinch is not there anymore. But A.J. Hinch at that point was so – had such hubris. He was like, you know, you guys uh, – let's talk about this cheating stuff again. Let's see. You guys are talking about I was whistling and do whatever we can to get an advantage. And he's like, it never happened. We never cheated. And it's like literally three months later, we all found out you guys were actually cheating the entire fucking time. Like you had such balls to go out and like in a press conference say, there's absolutely no cheating going on my franchise. You didn't give a fuck about everybody else. You lied to everyone's face. And then the only person that got punished was him and the uh, the GM. All the players got free. Uh, the, owner. the owner got fined like owner $250,000 or something like that. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's a drop in the bucket for him. I don't disagree with him. Ridiculous, and none of those players were suspended. How can they? I get, I get. They wanted to do the investigation in order to get people to admit they were cheating. You have to say to them, "Well, here's immunity. Here it is. Like, you, we'll, we won't suspend you. Just tell us what happened." And then all those guys, Correa, Altuve, Bregman, they all fucking did it, and they all said, "Whatever, you know." We, they, and they, they all doubled down on it too. We never cheated. Never happened. Then the scandal comes out, and they all still doubled down on it. You know, like we never did anything wrong. But like you had to do something wrong. How did they find everything out? You had to tell them this, and you got immunity. So like your your legacy's safe, but everyone knows you guys are cheaters. And none of this bullshit about Houston versus the world. If I see someone with a fucking Houston versus everybody shirt, I'm gonna lose my mind. You guys, everybody hates you guys. Everyone's against you because you're a bunch of fucking cheaters. And you took a World Series away from the Dodgers, and you took an ALCS away from the Yankees. So fuck you, Houston. I can't wait for this series. I'm fired up. I honestly can't wait until they go back into obscurity. We just don't hear about them anymore. And they have no fans again. Yeah, I can't wait till all their they're one of those towns players that leave. They're one of those towns that they just don't have sustained. Like they're not a great fucking franchise. They sucked until five or six years ago. Yeah, I think they really started catching fire in like 2014, maybe eight years ago. I think 2015. Prior to that, I think it in 2015 like, the Yankees played them in the wild card game with Dallas Keuchel. And they like destroyed the Yankees. Prior like, that to that, was when they, they really started moving. What's that? I said prior to that, nobody gave a fuck about them. 
No, they were in the NL too. And, and, and the only time before that was in 2004, 2005, when they made that run with Beltran. Not 2004, 2005. And 90% of the fans that they have now don't even know who the Killer Bees are. No, they don't. Beltran, Biggio, Bagwell. Yeah. Clemens was on that team. Pettit was on that team. Yeah. It's insane. And they probably even know that. And they probably be like, oh, yeah, they won the ALCS that year. No, they won the NLCS year. That and then Astros fans are the first ones to sit there and be like, Oh, fucking Yankees World Series don't count. They they fucking had steroid users. As if the Astros didn't have Roger Clemens and Andy Pettit on their team. And Andy <laughs> Pettit was doing steroids yeah. on their team. Yeah. That's when they he didn't do steroids did on the Yankees. He did steroids on their team, though. The Astros. Yeah. And Ken Caminiti. Ken Caminiti. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Really gonna pretend like the Astros never had steroid users on their team. Did Jeff Bagwell use or no? Tough call. I don't think so. I hope not. He's seen, I like the big dude, but I like Baggy. I like, yeah, I like Bagwell. Biggio well, was always a favorite. Man. I always liked I, Craig Biggio. I always thought Craig Biggio was an extremely impressive player. It's too bad the players that the fans that they have now had no idea who he was 20 years ago. He was at the game, um, one of the ALDS games. In the, like, I guarantee the you, the fucking Nobody, fans there were like, who is that guy? They probably, they probably even bother him. They're like, oh, that, look at that wealthy guy sitting behind home plate. They probably sat there and they were like, was that Kevin Biggio's dad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, he must be Biggio. Craig Biggio is such an awesome story too, because he like played catcher, he played second base, he was such a utility yeah, guy, yeah. great hitter. He had three thousand oh. hits too, right? Yes, he, he did. Two. Yeah, fuck Craig Biggio, the only person in the Astros organization I respect. Him and uh, and Bagwell. I like Maybe, Berkman. Oh, Berkman too. Look. Berkman. Berkman was Puma. part of the Killer Bees too. Big Puma. Puma. Berkman. Yeah, played for the Yankees for a second. He played for a little bit of the Yankees. Yeah. After he was part of the killer bees, Berkman, yep, Bagwell, Bagwell, Beltron. That was Beltron was not a killer bee. Yeah, he was. That no, one year not. he was. No, he was not. And then they he were carried all, them in the postseason. By the time he got there, it, that shit was over. No way. Was it really? Yeah. Because he's he's not from Houston. No, he's not, but he did carry them that year. I'm not saying he did. I'm saying he's not from Houston. No, I know he's not from Houston, but they that and year Killer they had are the three homegrown guys. Just like we always sit here and say core four and forget the fact that Bernie Williams Bernie ever played Williams. for the New York Yankees. Yeah. Same shit. <laughs> All right, well, I'm wrong. Anyway, back to the preview of the ALCS. Nick, what do you what do you think? You think we uh think we have a shot here? I think we um think as underdogs against the Astros that we have a shot to uh finally slay the dragon, get rid of the Astros, and move on to a World Series for the first time. Um, I picked the Astros to win. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> I'm picking the. I'm. I'm doing the whole. I'm not going to say what I'm doing, but I picked the Astros to win. Okay, I'm doing something though. I'm doing. I'm doing what PJ's doing with the with the Jets. I'm doing that with the Yankees. I actually I started doing that with the Giants too. At the same time TJ started doing it. It's been working out pretty well. But we'll get to that a little bit when we get to football. But I don't know. I, listen, Astros. They obviously are the better team. I think they have a little better starting pitching. Um, obviously they have some big hitters, contact hitters. But I just feel like it's got to be the Yankees' time, right? It's got to be the I don't think they have better pitching. You don't think they have better starting pitching? Not based on what I've seen this postseason. Oh, well, because of Verlander, he got, he got knocked around. Yeah, if, you're, if your best player is giving up six runs to the Seattle Mariners, you're not doing that great right now. I just think – like, Hold on. Just like we talked about Scherzer and fucking DeGrom all season. Oh, they're the better pitchers in New York. Duh, fucking uh, Garrett Cole wouldn't even be number two on this team. Well, he would in the postseason when it fucking matters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he would. 
He would. I gotta look at this starting. I, I think the rotation's pretty good. The Houston Astros. They I think. That, I think tomorrow. I think tomorrow. I think the Yankees set their their rotation and they put on Herman tomorrow. No, they said Tyon's gonna pitch. I understand that. I think they're gonna bring Herman on just in case. Oh, Tyon. Yeah. Why? Why not? I got you. No, I I agree. I burn out anybody else in that bullpen that's actually good. No, Herman. Actually, I think Herman is really. He's a really solid player. I really think he well, would. I don't disagree. I'm just saying is why why let Tyone, which, by the way, I knew this shit was going to happen, and that's why I was pissed off when they got rid of Montgomery. Yeah. Because Tyone is essentially the same exact pitcher as Montgomery, except he costs like $8 million more a year. He's a year older, and he's right-handed instead of left-handed. But I'm fairly certain they are the exact same guy, except like the mirror image of one another. Yeah. Like they're the fucking Spider-Man staring at each other, except one's a year older, costs like $8 million more, and is right-handed instead of left-handed, which from what all I, from what I understand, every time like I ever heard anything about baseball, like if you're left-handed, you're better, right? I mean, that's the, that's the, the, the mindset of baseball, yeah. you know, like, oh, he's got his fastball's got some good velo, his curveball's got some depth, and the best of all, he's a lefty. Like, yeah. Well, here, here the everything that was hitting on Monty, like Tyone's the same fucking guy, except more expensive. They have Freiber Valdez, Justin Verlander. They have Lance McCullers, and they have Jose Ucrity. Ucrity, Ucrity. Those are pretty solid four guys to start. I'm, are they more solid than Garrett Cole, Nestor Cortez, and uh, I forgot who started Game Three for us? Sevi. There you go, and Severino, and Tyon. Is Tyon I'll, I'll, well, I don't know if you have to pitch four guys. No, you probably don't, but they they started with Tyon game one. So obviously you're not right. So, you're so not my seeing question, the three guys. So my question for you is this. It's very simple, right? Uh, I think I think Framber Alvarez or whatever his name is. Yeah, uh, Frambar Valdez. There you go. Framber Valdez. How, how many time how many years he got in the league? Look it up. And the other question I have is when was the last time he pitched in Yankee Stadium? In the playoffs. I think games that fucking matter. Yeah, I think he's only been in the league for two years. So so he wasn't there in 2019. Going to Houston and playing baseball games ain't fucking shit. The stadium is a piece of garbage named after a fucking a fucking uh a bank that stole money from everybody, right? Because that's Enron Field, it's the same fucking thing. And then it's named after fucking orange juice. Why would you call a stadium Minute Maid? (laughs) It's just fucking dumb. They're not in Florida. You would think it'd be in Florida because whatever. Oranges. All I know is that their stadium is not Yankee Stadium. It's not. It, it's not. And I think the Indians realize, excuse me, the Guardians realize that just now too. They're like, oh, our stadium's awesome. Our hometown crowd is great. Not as great as Yankees. Nah, because I'll tell not. you this right now, Miles Straw learned that shit the hard way. Yeah, he definitely did. He definitely did. So we, we were talking about, oh, oh. You know, we got a young team. We got this. We got that. You having a young team is not always great when you have to go to Yankee Stadium in October with fucking drunk, belligerent Yankee fans that are fucking savages. <laughs> yeah. I will say this. Um, I'm looking forward to the Jordan Alvarez versus Wanley Peralta matchup. I think Wanley's going to own him. I I'm a little worried about Jordan Val- Alvarez, though. He's a very good batter. He's a very good I saw. I saw something today where people were like, oh, yeah, Jordan Alvarez is uh, – is on steroids. Look at him in, you know, yeah, look at him now. And I'm like, he looks the same dude, except he has an elbow pad in one of them. Yeah. Yeah. He's not, 
yeah, what is that steroid? They're trying to just be like, is this guy wrote it up? Yeah. Are they cheating again? They're cheating again. I mean, they probably are cheating again, but not he it's not him doing steroids. No, that's not that's not the cheating part. Uh what they what they're doing. And then and then of course I saw some dumbass Astros fan going, so somebody went, This is a picture of Jordan Alvarez in 18. This is him now. I'm like, they look the same, but all right, fair enough. <laughs> and then somebody goes, This is a picture of Judge when he was 18. I'm like, that was 12 years ago, you moron. Like, there's a difference yeah, 18 and when he was 18. Like, yeah, yeah. reading is not fundamental in Texas. <laughs> like, uh, don't get me wrong. The original poster's post was bullshit, but you just elevated it to a new level of stupid. So, you know, here's the thing. I, I, my, my thing is, obviously, I want the Yankees to win. I think Astros are the better team. But I just, it's just, it's, it's our time. That's the thing. I think it's, it's our time. We're going to slay the dragon. We're going to move on, make it to the World Series, then we'll beat whoever the NL has to offer. With See, I, I don't like anything about what you just said. Why? Because, uh, A, the Astros are not a fucking dragon, okay? They have one World Series to their name, and they fucking cheated to get it. They're not a fucking dragon. No, but the Yankees have trouble facing no, them. I don't give a fuck. They're not, they, we had trouble with them when they were cheating every year. Yes, absolutely. A lot of teams did. <laughs> sure, that's true. We haven't okay. seen them. Oh, oh, they had a lot of wins this year. Yeah, the cheating. Yankees played in their division against the fucking Angels and the fucking... I don't even know who the other... And the Rangers? We'd have 130 wins. That's true. The Rangers? They're the Rangers? They have... The Angels? the Angels? And the, the Mariners. Mariners. The Mariners also had like 80 wins this year. Yeah, the Mariners are the playoffs, but they were they're outside of fucking what's his face, outside of what's his name that they got from fucking uh, from Cincinnati. Who do they have to pitch? Robbie Ray. Ooh, watch out. Oh, Castillo. Yeah, Luis Castillo. Yeah, he's uh, he's a so. Star. So what are we talking about here? They had, oh, they had one hundred and fucking ten fucking wins. That's great. They played against bums for eighty games of the year. I would say so. The Dragon. Oh, they had to play against Shohei. Yeah, Shohei putting up one run while you beat them ten to fucking one. <laughs> so impressive i'm really i'm really impressed with you beating up on your own division like at least the yankees like even the red sox though they felt finished in last place they had almost they almost 500 yeah in last place imagine i halfway i halfway oh shit oh my god you okay at lcs game soto hit into a taylor made double play and the guy threw the ball away well, he, he kind of tried to catch it, but wow, that is crazy if they go on to lose this game the Phils. Oh, no. That is brutal. Boom. I went to basic training with a dude whose last name was Boom. He was like 40 years old. Shit, that sucks. Well, well it's, it's, James McGarrett was there. That ball could have gone into the outfield. They could have got, got on second and third at that point. Good yep. thing he dove on this ball. Look at him. Shit. Sorry, I interrupted you. My bad. No, just I, I don't like the concept of like – we have to we have to slay a dragon of the fucking Houston Astros. Give me a fucking well, not break. not just not just the Houston Astros, but just to get over that hump of getting out of an ALCS, winning the the pennant, getting to the getting to the World Series. It's been a long time, Nick. It's been. What, I'm not saying it hasn't been a long years. time. I'm saying is this team is not those teams of years past, and like it's like the Giants and the Jets right now. Like you can't sit there and attribute the fact that teams in the past didn't make it to the world series and sit there and go, Oh, that applies to this team. It doesn't. No, I get that. I get that. But listen, like, how I, many I, players on this team right now were on those teams that didn't make the playoffs in the past or didn't make the world series in the past two, uh, three, a yeah. couple guys, Stanton and uh, Stanton, judge Severino. 
DJ. Oh, DJ's only been here for like two and a half years. No, DJ was in 2019. He hit that game tie home run. Yeah, but again, you're talking about you're talking about somebody that's fucking. We're talking about. Well, we haven't been to the World Series since 2009. How many of these players were on the team in 2009? None of them were. None of them were. How many have been on the team longer than 2016? Probably none of them. So in their careers, they've never been to the World Series, but it's only been six seasons. Not even five and a half. We're, we're Yankee fans. We need immediate results, Nick. Come on. I'm not saying we don't. I'm just sitting here saying I'm not giving credit to the fucking Astros as the dragon we need to fucking slay. All right? Again, at Get some over the hump. very near future, the Houston Astros will lose Justin Verlander. They'll lose Jose Altuve. All right? You, Jordan Alvarez will sign elsewhere because they don't have money. Yeah. And they'll go back into fucking mediocrity, and they'll be the new fucking Angels or the new Rangers at the bottom of their division. But until then, this year is our year, and we're beating the Astros. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm unimpressed with the fucking Houston Astros right now. All right. Well, that's good. That's a good, good, good way to think going into this series, a big series. We are, uh, we are not rested. They are. Maybe we. Uh, the fact we've been playing. I just hope we take today's momentum into tomorrow. Yeah, that's what I think. Today's yeah, momentum, today's fire. I hope they've been sitting down drinking beers the last couple of days. They come in tomorrow a little fat, a little sluggish. Yeah. And I hope somebody hits a line drive straight up Justin Verlander's asshole so deep <laughs> that his brother tastes it. <laughs> well, I hate Ben Verlander. If ever there was somebody yeah. that didn't deserve to be famous, like talk about riding the coattails of your kin. He's worse than Eli Manning, and you know how I feel about Eli Manning. Don't let that, Nick, let's not do that. Let's not get into that. Thanks. This is not the time to do this because you know I'm going to get into a really big argument with you, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in a mood for it right now, Nick. I'm not in a mood. What are you saying, dude? Eli Manning. I'm in a good mood. Yankees just won. I don't feel like final video about Eli Manning, but we will talk about the New York Jets. I want to. Talk, I would like to talk about the New York Giants. I, I already put the banner up. Ah, oh, you son of a bitch. Jets win again. I just want to point out, today I'm wearing a throwback Freeman McNeil jersey circa like 1980. That is, yeah, that is really, that is old school. The hat's old school too. 88. That, that, those are the Hess Jets. I, I just want to point out that I hate this jersey. Why? I absolutely hate it because it's fucking boring. It's a green jersey with two stripes on the sleeve. Like, ooh, Jets. Like, you have a cool name and so you just buy it. it. Why'd you buy it? Because of the player, dude. Oh, it's right. it's history. It's like it's like rocking a Klecko or a Gastineau. Like you have to. Like you may not like the jersey, but you respect the player and you love the team. Probably like right now, I don't. I'm not in love with the Jets uniforms now. But if Bryce, if if Brees Hall becomes somebody, I'm getting a Brees Hall jersey. You know. Yeah. And when I say if he becomes somebody, I mean like in ten years when he retires. Because I'm not doing this shit anymore where I buy a jersey and the guy fucking quits on the Jets two years from now. Like fucking Jamal Adams. So I'm not doing that shit again. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So I'll wait till these guys like die or retire before I buy the jersey. But, Nick, tell us with your Jets. Big win in Lambeau into the frozen tundra. The frozen tundra. Lambeau, Lambeau Field. Uh, shout out to my buddy Crash and Ace. I'm sorry my boys had to go down to Green Bay and slap up your boys. It I'm wasn't sorry, Crash and Ace. It's- it wasn't it wasn't personal it was business. Um and that does it for the uh Phillies Padres. Yeah. Phillies win two zip. Struck out uh Josh Bell with the guys running runs. He's, he's been struggling since he got to San Diego from Washington. Yeah. But I digress. 
Um, I saw a lot of good things on Sunday. And and a lot of people are sitting there going, oh, but Zach sucks. He's a bust. He didn't throw for fucking 500 yards and seven touchdowns. They won the fucking game. And you know what's killing me? And, and I've been talking to the boys over at uh, at, at Jets Lounge a lot yeah. lately. I saw uh, you we were on, uh, on their spaces recently. I was. This afternoon I was on their spaces. Uh, yeah. I was on their spaces last week. Uh, good dudes over there. Oh, you know, Stack Exchange is a good dude. Anthony Brackett is a great guy. You know, Justin for Ocho, I, those are my people, man. I like those guys uh, a lot. So if you're if you're looking for some Jets content, go check out the Jets Lounge. Um, but uh, I, 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 the Jet, Jets fans, you know, Cromarty Junior, which is an account on Twitter, said Jets fans haven't won in so long they don't know how to be happy when they win. And it's true because all a lot of Jets fans going, yeah, we won, big deal. Our quarterback still sucks. Like, shut the fuck up. We won. We won three straight. We won three straight. What is there to be upset about? Be happy. Smile. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, I don't understand how you win a football game and you still find things to cry about. (laughs) Oh, but we didn't win because of our quarterback. Some days you don't win because of your quarterback. I could think of two franchises that won four Super Bowls between the two of them and they didn't win any of those fucking games because of their quarterback. I'll tell you the two franchises right now. The Oakland fucking Raiders won two Super Bowls. Don't you do it. And it wasn't because of Jim Plunkett. Don't do it. It wasn't. He's got two Super Bowls. And the fucking New York Giants won two Super Bowls. Bullshit. And it wasn't because of Eli Manning. It that wasn't. Bullshit. It wasn't. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself. They won the World Series. They won two Super Bowls because of their defense. Go there okay? I'm letting you know right now. I'm not saying he played badly. I'm saying he's not the reason they won. The reason they won was because of their defense beating the shit out of Tom Brady. Keeping Tom Brady on his ass. This is the same reason the fucking Jets beat Aaron Rodgers on Sunday. The guy has no, exact has no turnovers throughout the entire postseason. That's fucking great. They won because of their defense. And he had that incredible if their play. defense is mediocre. David Tyree. And, and the, the, that ball. the catch is more impressive than the throw. Of course it is. But the throw, how to get down there. That's great. It was a bad fucking throw. But that Manningham throw and that last drive to get down Again, there. Again, a great catch. He threw that ball out of bounds and Manningham caught that shit. He put the ball there. He you put it out of bounds, and Manningham made a great catch. You know how hard it is with the ball between two defenders into a fucking bread basket? It's not it's hard when you're throwing it out of bounds. He didn't catch it in his bread basket. Get Don't lie to yourself, Nick. You Listen, know that is they won those Super Bowls because of the defense, okay? OC Humanura and Michael Strahan carried those fucking teams. You're out of your mind if you don't think Eli Manning contributed at all. I, I didn't say that. They didn't win because of him. He contributed. They didn't win because – just like Zach contributed on Sunday in the fourth fucking quarter, the third and fourth quarter, he made big third down plays that increased the, the, the length of that play, of that of that drive that led to a touchdown. Did he throw the touchdown? No. So did he win the game for them? No. He contributed. He wasn't the reason that they won. I'm not going to argue with this again. This is bullshit. I'm just I'm saying. Here. Be back. I- I'm just saying. You don't get mad because your boy is mediocre and has Down syndrome. It's not my fault. I didn't do that to him. That's from fucking inbreeding. Anyway, point being is that, you know, the, the Jets played well, but fans are still bitching about just, just ridiculousness about the, the, you know, Zach didn't have a 300-yard game. He hasn't had a 300-yard game yet. You know, I said today on the spaces with the Jets lounge, I said it, it because people were saying like, oh, if he, he's going to end up like Sanchez getting us to the AFC championship game and he'll be the reason that we don't win a Super Bowl, blah, 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 blah. 
if we could get back to an AFC championship game of that caliber of team where we're going back to the AFC championship because we're running the ball and we're playing defense, that's a fucking W. Because even if Zach's not the guy, and I'm not saying that he's not, but even if he's not the guy, then ultimately you're setting it up for the next guy that comes in and he's a quarterback. At least he has a running game and a defense that can protect him. Because when they drafted Zach Wilson, the first thing out of Coach Sala's mouth was, you are not going to have to lift up this team. We will lift you up. And that's how you build a franchise quarterback. Sitting there telling him he's got to be like Joe Burrow or fucking Justin Herbert, get laid out every fucking day and try to play hero fucking football throwing 400 yards every day. That's ridiculous. That works for fucking 2% of fucking football players. Because if you think about any great quarterback in the past, they sat the bench for a year or two. They didn't come out and play on day one. You know how hard it is to go from playing in college, especially a lot of these guys play at bum-ass schools, go to the NFL and start winning immediately? Like, we play in New York. You know how hard it is to come in New York and fucking be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be quarterback, and we're going to lose, and I'm going to learn, and it's going to be all good. Are you kidding me? One losing season where you're not fucking setting records in, ho- in, in fucking touchdowns as a passer? They want you out of here. They're like, who's the next guy? There's already Jets fans talking about, oh, Zach's not it, because they hated him when he came out of college because they were like, he's a Republican and his mom is hot and he's blonde hair and he's handsome. Fuck him. I hate that guy. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, let the guy marinate. You know what I think? I think, honestly, I think Zach Wilson has a good mentality for New York only because I think if Trevor Lawrence was here in New York, I feel like he would have already, like, because I don't think Trevor Lawrence is that great right now, Jaguars. He had, what, two games against the Colts and both, both really good games were against the Colts. And the one game they had against the Eagles was mainly because James Robinson was so good. The run game was so good, not because of Trevor Lawrence. So imagine Trevor Lawrence being here and losing these games and not playing. Like I don't think he'd be able to take the adversity because he never lost he before. He, he, and he's he never, wouldn't be able to take the scrutiny. Excuse me. The scrutiny. The scrutiny, not the adversity because he's been in Jack, he's Jacksonville. They're losing too. Uh, but he would have given a fuck. He would have been underneath the scrutiny. He would get in New York compared to what he gets in Jacksonville. He wouldn't be fucking. He wouldn't be able to. He doesn't get scrutiny. Every week I hear about how great he is. Yeah. It's ridiculous. He'll throw 28 passes completed for 200 yards, and they'll be like, Trevor Lawrence had a great game. I'm it's like, what? Where? Yeah. They must be watching that Gatorade commercial that he had a great game in that game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, I, but, uh, I agree with you. The Jets are on fire. The defense, Quinn and Williams, you know, uh, on Friday, on su- Sunday, by the way, Sunday was the first nationally broadcast Jets game in like three years. Really? That game was national? Yeah. I didn't know that. That was the Fox game of the day. Wow. Um, and, uh, they, they, they had asked, uh, Robert Sala, like, Hey, uh, how come people, more people aren't talking about Quinn and Williams and Robert Sala said it. He goes, Oh, they will be, they will be soon. And Quinn and Williams proceeds to block a kick, recover, uh, force a fumble, get two sacks and like 10 pressures in a game uh, that a game of which pro football focus rated him at 67. Yeah which goes to show you how fucking stupid the folks over at Pro Football Focus are. <laughs> also, hey, George at Pro Football Focus, r- real fucking shame the Jets drafted. I just want to show something real quick. This is fucking great. It's a real fucking shame the Jets drafted uh, uh, Brees Hall because that was a waste of a fucking pick. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they should have drafted fucking um, Brees Hall in the top of the second round. You suck. You are terrible. Wow. You use a premium pick on a running, on a running back. back. Are, are you fucking kidding me? Take, take Malik Willis. Willis. Take Malik Willis. Take, Ma- take Malik Willis. 
I, I stay up at night. I stay up at night wondering what Malik Willis is doing and what he could have brought to my franchise because George at Pro Football Focus says that we shouldn't have taken Brees Hall. You are terrible. This guy, I can't listen to his whistle. I'm going to shut him off. Are you the sucks? Take Willis. Take Malik Willis. I can't believe you said that. How stupid could you be? Uh, he looks like a fucking bootleg Bradley Cooper. He looks he like does. a com Bradley Cooper. <laughs> I was say, what did Mike Wills do? Ride the bench like he's riding the bench in Tennessee? Because he was like, Zach's not the guy. Because Zach had a bad rookie season. Because, you know, nobody's ever had a bad rookie season and then Ooh. rebounded and became a great player. Peyton Manning, he had an incredible rookie season, right? Well, to be fair, Peyton Manning did set records in passing and in, in touchdowns. Yeah, but Peyton Manning was getting who's got a Peyton Manning also had Marshall Falk as his fucking running back when he was a rookie, but whatever. No, I'm saying even Peyton Manning struggled, and you're gonna come here and say Zach struggled. Listen, I'm not I'm not a Jet fan, I'm a Giant fan, but I I listen, I follow the Jets. I like Zach Wilson. I think he's I think he's gonna be a good quarterback. I just I feel like <laughs> say you wouldn't take Brees Hall to you take Malik Willis over Brees Hall. Because those guys are pro, those, pro football focus, he's a, a special they don't believe in running backs. But by, by the way. By the way, they don't believe in running backs. They oh, br- br- running back is a pr- is a is a bonus. It's not a a premium position on the football field. But I just want to point out the two teams in New York that are crushing it right now have what uh, great really running, running backs. And that is my segue to the New York Football Giants, who are five and one after Week Six. Rook, how you feeling? I'm feeling pretty high after this. That was a. It was a big win. I think I went into that game versus the last two games. I went in with very little expectation. I thought the Giants were going to lose to the Packers. I think I said it last week as well. And then when they came to the Ravens, I was like, man, this is a real test for this team. Ravens Stevens is very good. You have Lamar Jackson, former MVP. Uh, he's having a really good year so far. And I'm like, damn, I don't know if the Giants can keep up with an offense like like the Ravens. It's going to be – I figured it was probably going to be not a high-scoring game, uh, which it really wasn't. It was a 24-20 win. Uh, but – because all the run, the run game, the Giants focus on the run game, and the Ravens focus on the run game. So I was like, it's going to be a low scoring game. It's going to be intense. Uh, the defense is really going to have to step up. And the defense did. The defense finally got their first interception of the season. The Giants are five and one, and they have one interception this season and it happened in week six. All right. They have a couple of fumbles, they have a couple of turnovers on special teams, but the Giants are playing really good team football. And if you want to hear me go even in depth more, I'll keep talking about the Giants, but. More in-depth than the New York Giants, I started a podcast with Dave from Third Perry Bourbon. It's called Big Blue Lifers, and we are just, just in-depth of the New York Giants. We talk about the Giants. We preview the game. We do a little Giants trivia. We do a little bullshit talk as well every now and then, and then we preview the next game for the next week. So we review a game, some trivia, and then preview the game. It's a lot of fun. This week we talk about Jacksonville Jaguars, so Dave – uh, is uh, for anyone who knows Dave, he's been on the show before. He's originally from New York area. He moved down to Jacksonville for the for the military. I I went to school, law school, for one year in Jacksonville. Um, so obviously New Yorker to Jacksonville. So we did a little Giants trivia. What uh, what other major Giant players went from New York to Jacksonville? And uh, I stumped Dave pretty well. But tune in to see whether or not he gets all all five players that I I, I, I listed. From the guest, the giant. We're gonna play that every week. Um, we previewed the game. So for us, we were we were really shocked at the Ravens game. I mean, think about it. Once again, the Giants have a huge fourth quarter, a huge second half. They're trailing that game 20 to 10. Looks like all was lost. It's like six minutes up in the game. 
Giants get a turnover. They score a touchdown. They get another turnover. They score another touchdown. And then I think they got the um, the turnover once again against Lamar Jackson with Kayvon Thibodeau uh, knocking that ball loose. And Kayvon's finally playing well. Obviously, he started off with the injury. Um, but he's, he's coming on pretty well. And he after the game, he was crying. Did you see that, Nick? I did. He was, he was, he was crying. <laughs> it was a little, little much for me. But uh, he enjoys being a New York Giant. That, they, I think that's uh, – that's important. I'm happy they drafted him too because I wanted them to draft an edge rusher. They needed a big, you know, defensive end or just an outside linebacker to just put some pressure on the quarterback. And to finally get this kid here in New York is, is something special. And they uh, they also got Evan Neal in that draft early on in the draft where they have uh, was it two first? It was two in the first ten. I think the Jets and Giants were the two in the first ten. I think they both did uh, did pretty well with uh, with their picks. But I think some people, some Jet fans, are saying that they actually wanted Kayvon over Sauce. Nick, did you see that on Twitter I, recently? I, I did, and they're fucking stupid. How? Why? Why would they want? Because your defensive line, your defensive line is really good. You really I, need I already, I, I already told you, dude. Jets fans don't know how to be happy. <laughs> they don't like. They just they they're abused so badly that they're afraid that if they get happy, it's like if you ever watch King of the Hill. There's an episode where they find out why Hank is so mis- like like such a weird like individual. And like he doesn't like to celebrate things, and he realized. Then he tells his son, like I was in the championship game or like the semifinals, and uh, I scored a touchdown, and I was dancing in the end zone, and on the very next play, I broke my ankle. <laughs> and he's just like, "How does that make sense?" He's like, "God smited me. He smote me because I was over celebratory." He's like, "So you're not happy about anything because you're afraid that you're gonna break your ankle again if you're happy?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jets fans just aren't ready to be hurt again. Yeah, they're not. I guess. I guess that's they'll true. just sit there, and anytime we get anything good, they'll be like Randy Quaid in fucking major league. They'll blow it in the playoffs. You know, like it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. terrified to do anything remotely like celebratory or just enjoy anything. I think the only Jets fan right now that's really happy is me and fucking Rich Eisen. <laughs> but yeah, back to the Giants. The defense is just playing team defense. Uh, Dexter Lawrence playing out of his mind. Another sack this week, a big sack too. It knocked the Ravens out of field goal range. So that kept the Giants within the, you know, into that game once he made that play. Um, I know you said it before last week. You're like, who's the big player on this Giants to be worried about? Dexter Lawrence, apparently. Dexter Lawrence right now for the defense, but I'm okay with not having that big name like this. I mean, obviously, Saquon's that. Dexter Lawrence is becoming that. But I'm okay with not having like, oh, we have to watch out for this guy. It's just a good team football that's being played right now, the New York Giants. Good team defense, good team offense. Daniel Jones taking care of the ball. Uh, the offensive line's finally gelling. They're playing really well, and they haven't seen an offensive line like this, the New York Giants, in like maybe four or five years. You know, like that's not been any type of offensive line. So I, 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 I don't like to say it because it sounds fucked up. You're going to say I'm a hater. The Jets just beat the Packers and Lambeau. I don't think the Packers are fucking good, dude. They're just not. So I, not I, don't think, I don't think they are either. Um, obviously, there's just no weapons for Aaron Rodgers. And I don't think it's, it's not his fault. He and, got and I'm sorry. The Ravens are in the same boat. I, I, don't, I don't know about that. I think the Ravens are a little Other than their tight end, who's really that good on their to catch a pass? So you're just saying that just because the Giants went against the Packers? No, not at all. Because when the Jets lost in week one, I was like, who the fuck did we just lose to? Nobody. Because their tight end caught like 10-yard passes. That was it. Like, he didn't do shit. 
And I'm sitting there going, how did we lose? Oh, that's right. Joe Flacco can't move in the fucking pocket. That's how. That's because how. Honest, look at the stats right now. The fucking Ravens secondary is t- is bottom 10. Oh, is it? Are they really? Which is fucking sad because they drafted that kid out of Notre Dame that people were like, oh, the Jets should have drafted him. I knew he was a fucking bum. He went to fucking Notre Dame. He can't be that fucking good. <laughs> Fuck Notre Dame. One thing is, I, don't know, I guess people are giving a hard time to the Giants, their, their, their schedule. But I've said this from the beginning. The Giants get to win football games because of their schedule. The Giants are the weakest schedule in the NFL. Yeah, the fucking Jets, so too. Dude, the Jets, too. The Jets schedule, I looked at the but schedule that, moving forward. Other than the fucking uh, Bills, I'm not worried about anybody on that schedule except for the Bills. But that's that's our team's benefit right now. If we're going to stack Ws, we have to stack W against teams that are not good. I think the Ravens are a good team. I think it's a big win for the Giants. I think it makes them legit. If you're going to the Packers, you're going to Packers game in, as good as, I don't think the Ravens are as good as we thought they would be. No, I, I guess I agree with that. I thought I thought they were going to be up there, top five team in the league. Yeah, at a minimum, top eight. They're not even. They're like middle fifteen somewhere around there. Well, yeah, they they blew three double double digit leads in like the fourth. I'm, I'm saying so they they can't be that. And I, I'm looking at the roster of of people. J.K. Dobbins has been hurt all year. He, yeah, he keeps getting hurt. They have uh, I can't remember their tight ends right oh, now. Ubernay, Mark, Mark Andrews. They have Mark, Mark Andrews, Andrews, and that's it. And Duvernay's there, like running back, basically, because they lost J.K. Dobbins in this game. But listen, the Giants, I think, get better when it comes to defending against the run. Duvernay definitely put some uh, show the weakness a little bit when it comes to the run for the Giants. Uh, that's why we're coming to the Jags this week. Um, I'm worried because James Robbins is a really good runner. Um, they have a pretty good run game there. I'm not worried about Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence is one of those guys. That's, like I said before, I think he's kind of. I don't want to say bust yet because he's still in his second year, but he's he's heading that way. You know, he's not he's not that incredible of a passer. In I, I'm not, I'm not going to call him a bust. I'm going to say he's just not meeting expectations. No, definitely not. I agree with you. Again, the expectations that were thrust upon him were unfair. Mm-hmm. They were unfair. We talked about it last year. What is a generational talent? It's a talent that only comes around once a generation. Unless it's 2022 and we say that everybody is a generational Generation talent now. just because we like them. So is Gardner's generational talent. He's accepted he's not because Patrick Sertan and the fucking dude over at the Seahawks and, and fucking Stingley are all playing equally as good. So clearly Stingley he can't. Stingley is playing pretty well. They, he can't be generational if there's four or five Stingley other guys playing yeah. the exact same way. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just my point of view. Just saying. The thing is, it's funny because I think the, the Giants are coming to the Heat. They're, they're once again now, they're underdogs going, going into Jacksonville. They're plus three right now. Uh, they're favored. Yeah, I think it was sort of like implied implied win probability is the Giants are fucking are the underdog in Jacksonville. Yeah. Whoever makes these odds are fucking highest kites. 61%. Nobody except for the Colts should be underdogs in Jacksonville. The implied implied win probability right now states the Jacksonville Jaguars are sixty one percent chance to win. That's fucking bullshit. That in what world? In what world? And this Why? world that we live in. Why? Who talk about playmakers? Who am I afraid of in Jacksonville? <laughs> um, Who? What's his name? Uh, no, Walker. When you, as soon as you say what's it, yeah, the guy that has one sack this season and one pick. <laughs> the guy who's probably the worst defensive end that was picked in the first fucking round. Yeah, that's true. He's about as good as Jermaine Johnson. No, wait, Jermaine Johnson has two sacks. Well, also I would he say missed uh, last two games with an injury. James Robinson's really good though as a runner. Like he's fair enough. You gotta you gotta limit him. Like, you gotta I can't see him. the Giants letting him run all over them. 
I don't see that either. I think they're going to make Trevor Lawrence beat them. But I guess, I guess the uh, Eagles' defense, which is very good right now, they gave up 21 points to the Jags. So, Jonathan, they were slipping. They, they just slipped that day. That's all. That's yeah. all. They just slipped that day. I don't I see the Eagles are that. Honestly, I don't think the Eagles are that great either. Nah, they're six and out, but I think they're not as good either. Um, but I'm a little I think it's a. I think it's going to be a trap game for the Giants. They're they're on the. Ball. I don't think so. Fucking Giants are winning by fucking thirteen points. I fucking said it right here. <laughs> I predict. I predict they would win twenty to twenty. Daniel Jones is throwing for two. Saquon's going to rush for two, and you're probably going to get a pick six. Book Bold it. Prediction. Bold prediction. I like it. I like it. Dave predicted them to win thirty-four to twenty. I think or something. He said he had them like winning by like 16, 17 points. I don't even I see the Jags scoring 20. You don't see Jags scoring 20? I, Dave wanted them, wants the Giants to score over 30. And like, cause they have not done that in like four or five years. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know if I see them doing 30, but I, I feel like a 28 20 game. That's I think I'm you're going to have a defensive turn, a defensive touchdown. That'd be pretty cool. I don't think I ever see, I think the Giants have a defensive touchdown yet this year. I think they do now. They have a few turnovers in special teams, which is pretty cool because the special teams is actually playing pretty well. Um, their punter is really cool. Their punter got stuck in uh, London. Did you hear about that? I did hear about that. He had passport issues. He's originally from Scotland. He's a Scottish guy, uh, Jamie Gillen. And then he got he had some sort of passport issues. He couldn't get out of London to come back to the United States. So luckily, he did come back. He's a very good punter. Punter. So I. Uh... Yeah, I, I, yeah, the fucking Jaguars are not beating the Giants. All right, I'm not even a fucking Giants fan. And I know the fucking Jaguars aren't beating the Giants. No, because this is you think the NFL is weird. The NFL is like nuts where it comes to like, there's no fucking way this team's losing this team, and they lose. Look at this week. Steelers. I'm telling you right now, I don't fucking say this shit. You know me. I don't fucking. I, usually, I'm very, I'm very any given Sunday kind of guy. Yeah, the Jaguars are not beating the Giants. We'll see. I hope that's my fucking lose to the Broncos, but the Jaguars aren't beating the fucking Giants. It's a trap game, man. It's a trap game. I don't think so. I think the, the Giants Jets are going to be I can't see Dayball letting them fall into that trap. He's a very good coach, but it's still Jacksonville at the end of the day. Fucking, they fucking suck. And I don't think I, the Broncos stink this year, so I think the Jets have a good chance of winning as well. Yeah, but you're still going a mile high where the weather, not the weather, but the altitude fucks with you. Yeah, but Russell Wilson and the, the and it's also a hostile environment. Uh, how hostile? Like is Jacksonville it? Jaguars fan is not really a hostile environment. That's right. I said fan singular. They only got one. <laughs> the tens of tens of fans are going to be very hostile towards the Giants. Yeah, seriously, they'll all be well, wearing. Dave, Dave's going, and Dave's a Giant fan. His 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 family's flying down. To watch the Jags or the Giants. And, you know, it's probably better off. You probably get cheaper tickets there than it is to watch Giants. So it'll be Dave's family of six versus the other four fucking Jags fans. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's I think. Not funny you say that. It's true you say that, though. Um, I, when, I live, when I lived down there, I went to a Jags game. It was a, it was a Bears game. Didn't and you have season tickets? I did. They were 350 Jesus each. Christ. So $700 for... 10 games. Well, yeah, at the time it was 10 games because there was two preseason and they got the eight. So it was 10 games. They didn't they didn't play in London yet at that time. Um, and then uh we went to the Bears game and the, it was it was Soldier Field South. It was there were no like I was like probably I was wearing a Jags jersey at the time, and I was probably the only Jags person there. That's it. 
I would just like to point out, speaking of, the, of, of being Bears country, usually when the Jets play the Steelers, it's Steelers country in, 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 uh, in New Jersey. Um, the Jets beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh and then beat the Packers in Green Bay. I just want to point out the Jets have only ever won one time in the state of Pennsylvania, like ever. Now it's two times. Wow. Is weird. It really? It's fucking weird. That is weird. It's a weird one. And then uh, Mitch well, Trubisky somehow came back on Sunday and won a football game against the Dolphins. Not the Dolphins. I'm sorry. Who the fuck did the Steelers the, play? The Bucks. The Bucks. The Bucks. Yeah, they beat and they beat the fucking Tom Brady and the Bucks. That's Tom Brady was at a wedding on Friday night, so he was missing. He's missing a couple of uh, walkthroughs and stuff. Dude, like, just quit, dude. Like, if you're gonna devote so much time to doing other things other than playing football for your team, just quit. What the fuck are you doing? He can't quit. He hates his family. He doesn't want to go home. Listen, so does Aaron Rodgers. He's still fucking coming to work on time. <laughs> That's By true. the way, Aaron Rodgers quit on that game on Sunday. He did. He didn't go towards the end. I fucking saw it happen. I literally saw Quinn Williams sack him, and mid-sack, the, the life in his eyes was just like, fuck it, I'm sacked. He's like, I'm done. Like, he was literally like this, and he was like, and then all of a sudden he saw Quinn Williams. He was like, I, I saw him like slightly shake his head like, as he got tackled by a 300 pound man. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, he's not coming back. Like, that's it. He's like, let the kid get fucking beat up. I'm done. Mm. Can't blame him, honestly. Quinn Williams made Aaron Rodgers quit. The NFL MVP quit. I am absolutely terrified of Michael Clemens. I, I am. I saw a picture of him the other day. <laughs> Coach Sala was saying like nice things about him. And mid like, like I, if I could find the 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 video where Coach Sala says Michael Clemens big game, the look on Michael Clemens' face <laughs> when Coach says his name is so hateful. And I'm like, but why are you so angry that he said your name? <laughs> Sixty minutes out of his This this is this is the video right here. He's gonna say Michael Clemens' name. They pull it up. And and he just looks so mad that the coach said his name. Look at this. This is this is upsetting. And I mean, I mean that. that. Y'all, Y'all absolutely threw him up in the second, second half line. Wait, 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 why is he so angry? <laughs> he looks so mad that he said his name. It was at this point Will Parks realized he fucked up. Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> and he looked down. He looks. He looked down like. Get away from me. Like, why is he so hurtful? Like, I'm terrified of Michael Clemens. Somebody said the other day, somebody slap a C on that man's chest just to go out there for the coin flip, just to fucking look at at uh, at Russell Wilson on, on Sunday like he's a fucking snack. <laughs> just to go up there and look at Russell Wilson and just be like, I'm going to fuck you up, bro. And just not even be like, won't shake hands? No, I don't want to shake hands. I'm going to eat you, bro. I'm terrified of Michael. Yo, Michael Clemens walks to the facility every day with his shirt off. It's 40 degrees outside, people. Yeah, that's pretty intense. 
I saw him the other day come up to the stadium on Sunday shirtless. And I was like, dear God, why? I feel bad for the person that has to stand in front of him today. <laughs> Michael Clemens is terrifying. Probably the best player the Jets drafted this year. And people are like, oh, what about Sauce? What about this person? What about that person? He they, he got drafted in like the fifth round, sixth round. <laughs> He's ma- and he's making game-changing plays. Yeah. Those are the best players. Everybody goes, no, the first round is the best. No, the best player is the guy that got drafted in the fifth and sixth round that becomes a Hall of Famer because you spent zero dollars on that motherfucker when you when you signed his ass. Yeah, definitely. The first round pick has to be a Hall of Famer. The guy in the sixth round that becomes a Hall of Famer, you look like a genius. Definitely. You always yeah. I, I would much rather the guy that was a fucking first rounder be a fucking a pro bowler and have a solid career. And yeah. have that six rounder make it to the Hall of Fame because you look like a genius when you get that six oh, yeah. rounder. Because you know, like when he gets to the Hall of Fame, they talk about how you drafted him. That's it, forever. Like you Wayne Corbett. Hold on, Wayne Corbett in Jets history goes down as one of the best Jets ever. Why? Walk on from fucking Hofstra. Nobody else is paying attention to him, and he basically took Keyshawn Johnson's job. Yeah, he did. Who was a first round pick, first pick overall out of USC? There you go. You know, it's the things a story the dreams are made of. Yeah, definitely. But I think that uh, that just about wraps up our show, right? I just wanted to talk about Rangers hockey a little bit. Oh, sorry, my bad. I forgot about that. Rangers hockey. Chesty's not starting off the way you like. He's not. Uh, we watched the other day. TJ said yeah. it. I tried to defend him. Wasn't good. Last night, he wasn't that great. He got four goals. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I... I'm watching the game, and I'm like, the Ducks have like three or four former Rangers on their team. Yeah, Vitrano, they have Strom. They have uh, Shattenkirk. Shat- oh, is it really? Is that a yeah. Ducks now? Yeah. Wild. I was sitting there like, holy shit. What? I'm like, what's going on right now? But uh, Kako looks good to start the season. He really does. I love Kako. He's using big body big moves. Big, big boy, big body. Yeah, he is. And uh, Laugh is playing pretty well, too. Laugh, he's playing very well. Zabanajad, in contrast to last season, last season he started off ice cold. Yeah, he's red hot. Red hot. He's getting like two points per game at this point. I would say, yeah, he's got to have a goal a game and he's got a couple points a game. Panarin, Panarin, I almost said Panarin. The fuck? Panarin. In Spanish? Yeah, Panero. Panarin is actually, no. Panarin's actually playing really well. He has a bunch of points too already. He does. Uh, I'd like Kreider to get it together. He has one. I think he had one goal in that uh, one of the games. But yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, Carter's not going to score fifty goals every year. You know that was going to happen. Well, not only that, but if if everybody else is scoring goals, do we really need him to? No, you really don't. You know what I mean? Spread spread the love. Everybody's I'm just happy, happy. happy Rangers hockey's back. I'm excited for it. It's always fun to watch. I got to go to a couple games this year. I love. I love. I have to go to a couple games. Make sure we get some more W's. You got, you got to ensure that you uh, keep your – now, here's the problem. <laughs> Little Jameis Wincy in the W. But W's. Here's the thing. Do you get worried that um, – look at this. I'm looking at – oh, Apollo 3? I mean, uh, Oh, Creed 3. Creed 3, not Apollo 3. Creed, yes, uh, I saw the trailer today. It was. It oh, looks great. I check it out. Uh, Creed 3 is coming out. We'll, we'll, we'll do a review of that one when that comes out. Um, we got to do reviews of fucking Creed 1, 2 first. Yeah, we do. We do. I think we need to do like a maybe a screen addicts revival. Yeah, we haven't done that in a while. It's been a while since we did those, but we'll we'll do those and maybe a couple of Rocky movies too. But 
no, listen, I mean, it's, 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 it's fun so far. Ranger season is very early, but I mean, you weren't going to see Kreider repeat that performance at last year. See the young guys, you know, Hito. I think Hito has a goal too. Uh, Panarin's being Panarin MVP. So check out his first goal. Yeah, he, he had two of them. He had a goal last night too. And so, uh, two goals so far. He was and, playing uh, shaky at first too. A lot of turnovers. He wasn't playing that well. And Reeves got his first fight. Who did? Reeves. Oh, yeah, Reeves fucked that guy up. Yeah, I, what was he, he thinking? Yeah, what was that guy? I know, that was stupid. Uh, he he, six he three. Let, definitely had a conversation like, oh, we're going to throw down. And he was like, oh, you want to go? I'll go, Hoser. And <laughs> I don't know if that guy realized who Ryan Reeves is. Like, I don't know how you <laughs> fucked that up. There's only two black guys on the team. Like, you'd have been better off fighting Miller. Yeah. I don't he know was, what he was thinking. He had like, he had that great, you know, uh, that meme going out the graph. It says, fuck around, find out. And it goes straight up. Yes. That yeah, he fucked yeah. around. He found out. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He was right on that fucking right. Boom. Yeah. I don't know why. Right what was he thinking? Does he know that Ryan Reeves only plays hockey so that he can fight intermittently while he's <laughs> yeah. eating? He only plays hockey so he can legally get into fights with people. So he doesn't get arrested. Like, <laughs> like, well, Ryan Reeves, why do you play hockey? Well, I like to skate, but I also like to fight. Anything else you like about the game? Nah. I like to skate, but I also like to fight, you know? So yeah. <laughs> I love when he, last year he was like, I don't get any more dance partners anymore. Like well, got one earlier this year, and I don't think he's got much more after that one. He fucked that dude up. The fucking kid, that, the, the rookie that challenged him to a fight, and everybody in the arena was like, why? Do you know who that is, kid? Like, I know you're new, but you're, are you that new? And that's how I felt yesterday. This guy challenged Reeves to a fight. I was like, seriously? <laughs> I kind of looked around. My dad is like, what are you looking for? I'm like, the fucking camera watching me, because this has got to be candid camera. Like, who does that? <laughs> he, hit him, he hit him good in the, he hit him in the corner, oh, hit him straight across the face. Oh, my God. Love At first, Reeves. Like Reeves was a little wobbly on his skates, and then I realized, oh, no, he's trying to grab his jersey. Yeah, the guy was trying to throw punches, and Reeves was like, "No, no, no! I'm going to grab your jersey, and then I'm going to hit you from the have to." Yeah, yeah. now I have to. <laughs> I can let him up, bro. Good for Reeves. That's how you know he's going to have a good year. Fox is playing pretty well too. Fox is playing very well, and so is Truba. Truba got a little nicked up yesterday, though. Truba got that uh, that cap that C on his chest, so he's got to play a little uh, play a little better. Yeah, yeah. Not that I mean, he's a bad player, but. I'm just saying, true, but he's got a C on his chest now. He's got to he's got to earn it now. I think for us, I I, I didn't think Truba should have been captain. That's my take. I'm an idiot. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. But I always thought it should have been Kreider. I love Kreider. He's been the longest uh, tenured uh, Ranger, so I thought it should have went to him. But that's because I'm a Kreider fan. But um, I know Truba. I like Truba too. So he's uh, he's one of those tough guys, tough defensive guy, and uh, I think he's uh, he's playing pretty well so far this season. And he's got to. I think I think I, mean, I don't know what goes on in the locker room, but I could see Kreider being a guy that has his boys, and that's it. I saw someone said once they were I because I posted about this a few. I made the meme about Kreider when he was yeah. in Truba, and that yeah. that took off on TikTok. And someone someone commented was like, I could see like that Mika. They wanted to give Mika captainship, and he was like, Nah, I should go to Kreider. And then Kreider was like, Nah, nah, I should go to Mika because they're such close boys. And they were like, you know what? If we, if I can't be captain, you can't be captain. We'll give it to somebody else, and we both won't be captain because I don't want to be a captain without you. You know, 
I can see him being boys with Mika, and that's it. Yeah, I, got, <laughs> I could see that I too. Could, I could see him being boys with Mika, and everybody else being like, "Bro, fuck off me." Yeah, yeah. I I could see that. I, I I'm, it's probably not true, but it's probably not. It is kind I of think, weird. That I, they are the bestest friends in the world. They really are. And I think I think the Rangers locker room. I think it's 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 it gels pretty well. I know they added some guys to it, but I feel I still feel like they have a really good locker room. I think they're. They get along. They're they're playing good hockey right now. And well, yeah. Now that Tony D is gone, fuck them. Yeah. Ever since Tony D left, right? He's uh, he's a cancer to locker rooms. But yeah, I, listen. I, I hope we repeat and do better than last year. Um, it's still early in the season. We have a long way to go, but you know we'll, we'll be here for it. We'll be Start here off, we'll three and one, three and one, three and one so far, and uh, we'll be here breaking down Rangers hockey every week. Hopefully, now we have TJ next week. He goes uh, he goes hard into the. Uh, the paint, as they say, uh, when it comes to Rangers hockey. So do you, but you know, TJ, paint. paint. It's like that's like a basketball term. Yeah, I know. That's why I was trying to f- figure out harder to the boards, my friend. Harder to the boards. Whatever. I'm watching basketball right now. So. Shame on you. <laughs> it got leaked into my brain. But I know you, you and TJ are the, the you guys are the <sighs> hockey guys for our uh, podcast. So. We I'm not as good as TJ. We were thinking about getting a, a like a Rangers guy, <laughs> but uh, TJ, you know, gracefully stepped up and was like, "Yeah, I, I can try and do that." I, you know, some others <laughs> might be able to do it better, but I'll try. I'll tell you what, though, you know, it was the most fun that we had as a podcast. We went to AC for TJ's birthday and watched that Game Seven against Pittsburgh Penguins. That was oh, one of the most fun nights I had in quite some time. And I had a child this year, so <laughs> I'm kidding. Anyone who knows my wife, please don't tell her I said that. She's not watching. No, she's not. But if someone, God forbid, if somebody knows my wife, they are watching. That's true. Snitches. Don't Snitches get snitches. But I think that wraps it up for the show. Yeah, let's go. Uh, let's go New York. New York sports right now. Let's go Yankees. ALCS tomorrow. We'll probably yep. be back. I don't know if we'll be back tomorrow. We might be back tomorrow, depending on what time the game ends. Uh, maybe we'll do a little recap. I know it's tough. I know some people people call us out that we go do recaps every game, and then we lose a game, and we don't do a recap afterwards. And I'm like, it's not because we don't want to. Oh, it's a hundred percent because we don't want to. No, but we also have kind of busy schedules. Like I was like, I think what was it on Friday night? They lost. And I, was I was out at dinner. I was at dinner with my wife. We had a nice date night. We went to Char Steakhouse. You the char. Oh, you did? Went to char. Delicious. I fucking very love nice. Nice, nice place. We had uh, we we took an Uber out there. It was one of those big, expensive nights. My wife's like, "Should we do this?" And I'm like, "We never do this." So like, it's okay to spend the spend some money. And just, What'd you like, get? Enjoy yourself. I got her a cowboy ribeye steak. Ooh, delicious. She got a New York strip steak. Hers is very good. You get that uh, we, uh, uh, surf and turf. So we did not. Oh, she did. She added shrimp to her steak. Uh, I got, I didn't do any surf and turf, but we got mac and cheese. The mac and cheese was incredible. We didn't do the, uh, when we went, we did death by, death by potatoes, which is like cheesy potatoes or gratin, like crazy thing. It's, it's delicious. We didn't do that though. Um, we got the bacon slab though. Remember the bacon slab? Bacon slab. That thick piece of bacon. So good. And then, um, we, it's really random. We we like, let's get a vegetable. And their broccoli with oil and like they like saute it. It was the most delicious broccoli I've ever had in my life. It's 
It was so good. That Shakar Steakhouse, Red Bank, New Red Jersey. Bank. Yeah, Red right Bank. Right across New the street from uh, Robinson Ale House. No, fuck that. What's the name of the record store over there? Not the record store. Um, it's the gone. Store. It's gone. No, it's not. I believe it is. Don't you lie to me, boy. They put a Patrizia's there from St. Allen. Stop it. First of all, yeah. Patrizia's is from Brooklyn, but all right. But, oh, yeah, whatever. Patrizia's is there in Red Bank. It's actually on a block from, uh, what is it, um, the stash. The yeah, I know. That's, that's how I know the, the, the record store is in Chasing Amy. They, lo- they live above the record store. Oh, actually, I don't know. I mean, you think, I'm thinking of something else that was across the street. There was something, there was something across the street right there. Uh, they put a Patrizia's there now, though. But no, um, there's a. It's next to the. It's next to the Patrizia's. Oh, it's next. Oh, it's right next there. door. It's called Jack's Music Shop. Oh, it's still there. Yeah, it's oh. liter. It's literally. This is Patrizia's. That's Jack's to the left. Oh, I, I was probably. I probably didn't pay attention. I saw it. I remember Jack's was there, and I saw Patrizia's when I went there, and I was like, "That's new." Distracted that immediately. Yeah, I was distracted. You were like food. Fuck this music shit. I just I hear music just when ate, I'm eating mashed potatoes. I just ate a huge steak. I come outside and I'm like, more food. Let's go to Patrizia's. <laughs> Robinson Ale House is also good. Red Bank, New Jersey, home of Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, and I and I ate dinner on Friday at Lobo Loco in Staten Island, uh, home of the Jets Lounge. Yeah. So if you're uh, looking to watch Jets games on Sundays, they're away. And you're looking for some Jets fans to hang out with. The Jets Lounge will usually hang out at El Lobo Loco in New Dorp, Staten Island. Yeah, Highland. Uh, no, excuse me. At the at the Boulevard. The Boulevard. Oh, that's yeah. That's a new area over there. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Nice. Their chicken right, wings are the bomb diggity. <laughs> I think that wraps us up for this episode. We keep it does. Also, I just want to say we don't do post games when we lose because we're in a really fucking bad mood. <laughs> no, we have before. I take that personally. I hate people. I start wishing death on people. You can't do that via radio or YouTube. People get offended. It's 2022. Like you can't sit there and say, like, I hope somebody gets fucking beamed in the head. Like it becomes like a thing. But we did a post game. The one time we did it was uh the Rangers, they were down three one against the Penguins. It's the first time we had Dave on our show. And uh, the whole thing turned around, right? Why do you want, listen, if you can't be uh, neutral and not really care, then you can't give a fair evaluation. Because if you're a fan and your team loses, you're just going to sit there and be like, yo, fuck these motherfuckers. And I hate the opponent too. I hope they die. Like, you can't do that. I mean, I can, but people will just be like, how dare you? You can't say that. It's mean. Can't wish death on Sidney Crosby. I can. I absolutely can. I do it all the time. Ask ask TJ, ask Anthony on our private chat. Did Chris, Sydney Crosby has died a lot of times on our private chat. I won't say that because I don't want anyone to know what happens in the private chat. I'm not a snitch. I snitched on myself. But I appreciate you your that. silence. Take the fifth. Be the fifth. All right. I think that's about that's it for episode 68 of the Scoreboard X podcast. Oh, I can't wait till next week. It's going to be an all-timer. Episode 69. Thank you. We're going to say the entire... We're just going to talk about 69 jokes the entire time. Giggity. This episode brought to you by Reese's Pretzels. No, it's not. Grab no, it's not. You, don't pay us. Grab them while you can. No free plugs. <laughs> <laughs> we we'll catch you again next week. Break. We didn't take one commercial break the entire show, so 
No commercials this week. <laughs> Except for Reese's Pretzels. Oh, no Delicious. And Char Steakhouse. <laughs> and El Lobo Loco, located in Staten Island at the Boulevard. New Dorp, Staten Island. Too much free plugs. We'll catch you next time. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.